Hey there, this is Adam Zekas with Tom Kissingbear from the IDP Read and React IDP Podcast right here at DLF. Uh, say hello, Tom. It's you, you, chap, golly, good gosh. Here I am. Uh, great. Uh, anyway, um, if you're interested in getting started with IDP and Dynasty Leagues or looking for a way to dominate your IDP Leagues, then our show is for you. Isn't that right, Tom? Ah, oh, yes, my good man. And of course, I bring the coveted data and insight that can only come from a monarch-loving, tea-slurping, crumpet muncher such as myself. Yep, very, very cool, Tom. Very cool. Um, well, you can find our podcast right here in the DLF Family of Podcast feed on DynastyFootball.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at The Read and React. <laughs> Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me singing got em, But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them, just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse who you want, you can in your church, but I'ma keep tapping return. I win up, I learn. I ain't trying to burn any bridges. I yearn for the feeling I earn. I'ma win it's a turn. You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat. I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed. I'm an addict. I'm reclining with the brain. I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing. I'm an addict. Russ and Rocky. Other names. Trade addicts pie. Let's go. I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem. I am Rocky Petrella, and I also have a trading problem. Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 234 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a member of the DLF family of podcasts, also a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will, and we will... Oh, at least I'm here this week. That's all I can really, like... That is good news. That is good. It would be news. tough if it was um, just so we, me. Yeah, that would be really weird this week, especially because <laughs> you were this. This show was going to be live no matter what happened, and if it was just Rocky, it would be Rocky by himself. Just, I'd still make it ninety minutes somehow, Russ. You gotta, you gotta. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like typing stuff onto the show sheet, and Rocky's like, you know, we it's okay to have an hour show, and I'm like, is is it? I don't. I don't <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, and like, I mean, stuff is happening, but like, I think we're finally at the point of the season. We're just like, do we really just want to talk about more people getting hurt? Like, yeah. Can I just be sad that Marquise Brown hurt his foot and not have to talk about it and cry about it live on? YouTube? I know I, it was so uh, so much Hollywood. But uh, remember, in Hollywood. The... I'm glad I gave you that one at least. <laughs> remember in the preseason when we're all like, oh, it's so nice. We got through with like. Nobody, no major injuries, nobody getting hurt, and now it's just injury after injury. It's, yeah, like, they, they took it easy on us, I guess is the only thing I can <laughs> say. They were just like, oh, this cute. They think they're going to have it easy. <laughs> nope. Mm. Okay, <laughs> but what week is it? We just finished. We just finished week six. six, yes. Why did they start by so late? And... My real question, like, we have an extra week of the season, so they started them a week later. No, screw that noise. Keep them the same week and spread them out more. Like, yes. doesn't the NFL realize where most of its money comes from, and that is fantasy football and gambling? So they shouldn't put 
so many teams with good fantasy players on buy at the same time. Like, and, do, and don't they have week 14 buys this year, I think, or something? Yeah. We, yeah. Like, care about my fantasy team. Exactly. Well, that's all I'm saying. And Scott Fishbowl is going to be killer. This, I think the playoffs start, what, week 13, week 12? So going to be yeah, multiple I, bye weeks in the playoffs. I remember because, like, you know, before SFB, like the draft, everyone's like, what's your strategy? What's your strategy? My strategy was literally don't draft people with week 13 or 14 buys. Yeah. <laughs> that was literally just I made it to the playoffs last year and then literally had four of my starters on by the first week. I'm like, oh, well, that was fun. I have to worry about making the playoffs before I worry uh, yeah, about I was drafting to say, guys I'm with buys. I have to worry about that whatsoever. <laughs> I've not made it since the first one, which was three years ago. So, I'm, I'm Oh, it's really funny. I meant to text you before uh, to, before because if you go and look at Rock at Dynasty FF Addicts Twitter bio – you know, SFB nine finalist, SFB ten, SB eleven, SFB twelve. I'm like, I think you could stop listing SFBs now. <laughs> you just gonna make them in. All right, but let's. I mean, let's go to the news because there is some news. And yes, we we'll, we'll start with Hollywood Brown has a foot injury. The last thing I saw is that six to eight weeks. Like at first, yeah. they're like season ending, and I'm just like, oh god. Yes. No. <laughs> and then six to eight weeks. I, I I am still sad, but that is much better news. And we have e-money in, in in the in the chat, which is probably Eric. Uh, so is it your fault that Hollywood got hurt? I will take the blame. <laughs> I'll I blame Russ too. Will. Yeah, I mean Rocky is part of that also. It, like the royal <laughs> your. Yes, it we, is. It we is we our loved fault. a lot of the same guys this offseason, and Hollywood was definitely one of them. We definitely were, one of them. If and like every trade addicts league, it seems like either you or I have him some, you know, in 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 one of them. Right. So I guess. I mean, let's. We kind of have to talk about this now, right? Because this, oh, as always, long term, six weeks doesn't affect a player's dynasty value, especially a 25 year old wide receiver. But it's going to do something, especially with it's Evan. My bad. E money. <laughs> how am I supposed to guess that? Um, <laughs> we have DeAndre Hopkins coming back. We have the reassertions of Rondell Moore are finally being healthy and getting a bunch of targets. I freaking loved that. Um, and I almost said Bobby Anderson. That's really Robbie weird. Anderson, Bobby Anderson yeah. over to the Cardinals now. What? Okay. Well, step back. Does this worry you Rocky about Marquise Brown going forward at all? Like, are you concerned with all of these things? Well, I'm assuming you did not care about Hopkins coming back in general because no. you were that high on Marquise coming in. But does Rondell being included in the offense and Robbie Anderson coming to the team at least give you a little bit of concern? Not really. I, I assume the Robbie Anderson thing was because they, they knew Hollywood. Maybe they thought, too, like the reports were coming out, that Hollywood was going to be a season-ending thing. And even if not, they knew he would, they weren't going to have him for a while. So, and I, I don't know. I don't remember what the price was, but I assume it was really cheap to get Robbie Anderson. So I honestly uh, didn't even bother. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. All right. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's an easy you know, kind of depth piece for them with him being hurt. So I'm not worried about him either. And like you said, Hopkins, I've been off of all, all since last year. I've said it over and over again that he was, he was his fantasy value was mostly living off of touchdowns in 2021 and and maybe that'll work this year but they're not scoring as many touchdowns as they were last year either the cardinals have not looked great offensively even with hollywood so uh i, I it doesn't really worry me it worries me for hollywood this year just just because 6 to 8 weeks i mean maybe you get him back for the playoffs but who knows 
what he is after missing eight weeks and having a foot injury and re-injury and compensation injuries and all that. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of almost in my head, possibly writing him off for the fantasy season, just because, you know, it is the longer end of that eight weeks. We're talking about week 14. So his his first game back could be the, the, the game, the first game of the playoffs or the game before the playoffs. And that's a little, little scary. And like I said, Kyler has not been, not been looking great this year. So, I I don't worry too much long term, and I expect Kyler to turn it around. But I, I do worry about Hollywood for twenty twenty two. I would say it's maybe I guess a little uptick for t- uh, Hopkins because of target volume. He was not getting as much target volume last year, and I don't expect Robbie Anderson at, or Rondale is gonna gonna hurt Hopkins that much. So I could see him being a little better than I was I was thinking in the off season just because Hollywood is now gone. Oh, by the way, we got Robbie Anderson for a 24 sixth and a 25 seventh. That's what they <laughs> good job getting that 25 seventh. I thought it was just gonna be a sixth. <laughs> Victory. That is a win. Wow. Um, okay, so here's my thing. I've always I think I've always been a little higher on Robbie Anderson than most of the fantasy football world. Because there was just any time where Robbie Anderson and Sam Darnold were healthy at the same time. And Robbie Anderson was not saying mean things to a police officer about his wife. Um, they did really, really, really well together. And it's not like deep threat well. It was like nine for 115 and one. Like it was X receiver well. And of course, Jets, Sam Darnold, and then Panthers and the just barrage of quarterbacking that's been going on and technically this has to be the best quarterback he's played with you know coming in going over to kyler even if kyler's not playing great kyler does still have a great deep ball so i think i'm like i'm happy with the amount of robbie anderson shares i have like i have a bunch just because like i said i've always been a little higher so i've been willing to send thirds when no one even wanted them so i will probably be happy about that because i agree with what you said Nuke is going to come in and be the guy. And I think Robbie Anderson can at least fit into that deep role. And if that's the case with a team that throws the ball as much as they do, even if they don't look good, I feel like you have enough chance. If you're putting Robbie Anderson in that bottom, you're like your last flex spot. I feel like that's good upside. And again, like you said, Rondell Moore to me is like is good for everyone else because he's going to keep the at least linebackers and maybe one cornerback at least lower down to the line of scrimmage because you can't give that guy too much space once he catches the ball because he is very very good in space so i like you said before i'm also a little higher now on hopkins than i even was before because he's gonna be the guy and, and I, I do kind of like Rondale too. I mean, he's actually, like you said, gotten some decent amount of targets in these, these first couple of games back. I think he had like a seven for 60 game, uh, his first game back or something like that, which isn't amazing, but uh, more than I was expecting out of him. I mean, if he can be a solid PPR wide receiver three type, that, that's better than I was hoping for. I, I only have a couple of Rondale shares, but I, I was not expecting much out of them at all between Hopkins and Hollywood and Ertz and, so, and if you had told me they had traded for a wide receiver on top of that, I definitely wouldn't have felt good. But, but yeah, so I, I kind of, I, I still like, like Robbie, I think he could be, have like the occasional boom week that you never know when it's going to happen. Like he'll, like, yeah, I think the earlier this year uh, for the, uh, 
Panthers, he had a 75-yard touchdown or something. But Yeah, but, uh, yeah then, the very first game where he had, like, yeah. 25 targets for some reason. Yeah. So, uh, But other than but, that, I like, can't imagine being comfortable starting him. Also, like, the most important Cardinals news there is, Cliff Kingsbury is open to the idea. There's a lot of air quotes coming in all of this <laughs> news. Is open to the idea of giving up play calling. Like, I get okay. it. They hired Cliff because he was this brilliant offensive mind. I think everyone has realized that's not a thing. Yes. I, and I maybe now so. it seems that Cliff is realizing that it's not a thing. He should be very open. Yes. So <laughs> hopefully that can only mean good things. Like imagine like he gets fired and then they bring in someone else and then Josh Rosen comes back and Josh Rosen's like a top <laughs> 10 quarterback. How <sighs> clearly that's not happening, but how just chef. Is he even in the league is. now? No, I know he bounced around and like back he, up third string. Preseason, he was on the Falcons. He, I yeah, think. I, I think he may be on no roster now. I'm not positive because he's waiting. He's waiting for Cliff to get he's the axe. Yeah. It's happening. Uh, the next thing I have written down is that Keenan Allen should finally practice in full this week. There's nothing really to talk about with this. I just wanted happy Keenan news, and I'm oh, here yes. for it. Me too. I have a ton of Keenan, so including Keenan. even in my one redraft, like my one redraft home league. I have Keenan. I've been waiting and waiting for him to come back. I'm I'm like three and three. I'm hoping he helps him and Godwin. I I had both of them, and so I've been missing them for a lot of the season. So I'm hoping here I make my push in that my my big money redraft league. But yeah, uh, and and the one game he played, he had like ten PPR points in like a quarter and a half. So. Uh, and it looks like they could use them if good, you know, judging off of some of their games recently. So, yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I, I don't want Josh Palmer to go away, but like he's there, he's getting targets because Keenan's gone. So if that's yeah. what it means, sorry, Josh Palmer. <laughs> oh yeah. Rest of the year. We'll see what happens next year with Keenan, but go away. Uh, this one's actually, you know what? Let's go to the, the this other one that makes me happier first to a, uh, should again on the air quotes should start next week. Like I'm ready for it. Assuming he's well, if he is well and ready to start, that's fantastic news because man, there was a time where we were worried that that guy could walk again. Like he just, that was bad. Yes. But with Tua coming back. That means we won't have to like suffer. I mean, Waddle and Hill did well this past. Oh week. yeah. Even was Skylar Thompson and then no, Teddy Bridgewater came in. Yeah, the first against the Jets, it was Bridgewater for a play, and then Skylar Thompson, and then and it was then Skylar Thompson this for week. A few it was plays Skylar and... Thompson for like a drive, and then it was Teddy Bridgewater the rest of the yeah. games. So who the hell knows? But I think everything will just be better with Tua there. So I, I am ready for it because I have a whole lot of Tua shares. I'm ready for it because I have a whole lot of Waddle shares, and I'm ready for it because it just means good football, and good football is good for everything. So. If you have anyone in your league that doesn't realize this is happening, just go try and get Tua one last time because Tua is good. Yes, and he was looking good before before the concussion. <laughs> we won't admit the uh, first one. Yeah. <laughs> would you give a 23 first for Tua? I would give a playoff 23 first for Tua, yes. I think I'd give a mid. Like, I'd be like, yeah, I... If it's if it's a chance to be those top two quarterbacks coming in, probably not. So if we're talking like a top three, if it looks really, really bad, then I want to hold on to that first. But if it looks like if it's a three and three team right now, that's middle of the pack in points and everything. It looks like they are just legit middle of the pack. I would send that first to go get to a 
Yeah, I, I have I have a lot of two already though, so yeah. there's a lot of links where I can't do that. Well, I'm trying to get everyone else. <laughs> it's not just about us. It's like 98 yeah, percent about us. 97 me, one you, two everyone else. <laughs> there you go. I missed you. I don't know what to say. Like I had to say <laughs> this one is fun, regardless of how fake it probably is. This kind of stuff always just makes me happy. The 49ers and Rams, and I love that it's two teams in the same division. Are here we go implicated heavy air quotes in trade rumors for Christian McCaffrey. What the hell does that mean? They're implicated. I have no freaking idea. That's why I loved it even more. That really just means other people are talking about it, uh, talking about the Niners and Rams. That has absolutely nothing to do with maybe even happening. They're like, I think you're doing it, so I'm calling you out on it. There you go. They have not been indicted. Let's just put it that way. This would be great either way for Christian McCaffrey and my one, two Christian McCaffrey shares, just putting it out there. He's been doing well lately anyway, so I don't necessarily think I care. But for real life, clearly you want him to be on a good team just in case he like sneezes too hard. They don't shelve him like they have the past two years. Yeah, and more touchdowns. Even with what he's been doing, he hasn't been really scoring touchdowns. He's just been catching a lot more passes. So... Either one of those teams, I think there's more touchdown ups. I'd probably prefer the Niners, actually, because the Rams' offensive line does not look good. The Rams' offense in general has not looked yeah. that good. Except for I mean, Allen Robinson this yes. week. Yes. <laughs> I mean, CMC, you would think it would help that, but if he doesn't have the holes, it's going to be a lot harder. Uh, but maybe he gets a lot of dump-offs because they have they don't have a you know, – or, or schemed plays, you know, passes to him because they don't have uh, the offensive line play they really need right now, and, and those short passes would work. So – I'm fine with either. I'd actually prefer the 49ers. Yeah, there's more weapons there, but I think it would be a better offense. You know, him and 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 Debo and Kittle and and Jimmy's not a great downfield guy anyway, so it it, it all works for me if you would end up with the 49ers. I love it. One of my best friends is a 49ers fan, so I love pretending that Jimmy GQ is good because <laughs> it just makes him so angry. And so I was at his house watching the game on Sunday. And there was like twice where Jimmy actually threw a nice deep ball that like hit Ayuk's fingertips or, you know, just barely got dropped. I'm like, look at that. That is not his fault. That was beautiful. Jimmy G. And if, if the, if CMC goes to the Niners, that's, that's a playoff team. Like, I don't like it's hard oh. to argue that offense is going to take them to the playoffs. Yeah. Although I don't know what the hell happened to them this week. How do you lose by two touchdowns to the Falcons? It was so funny to watch my friend, like, <laughs> fade into the abyss of despair. It was... Although that happened to, like, a lot of teams, like the Bucks losing to the Steelers. There were a lot of weird games like that. The Jets just crushing yes. the Packers. Packers. After they lost are. to the Giants, too. Like, the Packers. Yeah. What the hell? And Rodgers has not been good, by the way. Rodgers wants to go to New York. He doesn't care which one, so he let them both win. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think I want the Niners over the Rams. I don't necessarily have a reason short of your right. The offense is better. And Kyle Shanahan's offense has stood the test of time much better than McVay's. Yes, and it's always been good for running backs anyway. Right, like Jeff Wilson gives us 18 PPR points a week. Except, except against the Falcons, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he fumbles and gets uh, doghoused. What about so, a... I was just going to say, since we're talking about the Rams, what do you think of the Acres uh, rumors? Do you do you care? Does Acres matter anymore? 
Look, I, I mean, I never actually saw what the real rumor was. I I dug to try and find out what the original thing was, but all I found were people's yeah, reactions, and no one ever – were they talking about trading him or dropping him? Uh, trading. The, there's rumors I think that he wants to trade is what I think it is. Um, I, I'm not positive 100% either, but that I definitely heard trade rumors over the weekend that he's, he's – that, and that's like the main reason he was not – his personal reasons for not playing were that – they're looking to trade him, even though McVay says he's not. It's not a you know a done deal, and that, that he's not going to play for them again. But but that's what it looks like. So I, I just I, I don't. To me, I don't really care. That's why I was wondering if you cared because I, I just think the he, apparently he's even though he's faded off. Apparently, Cam Akers is no James Robinson, and uh, <laughs> can't come is? back from the Achilles. James Robinson isn't even James Robinson. Yes, anymore. that's what I'm saying. The last few games, it's not looked as good as it had the first few games, but. But I just think he's going to be kind of mediocre wherever he goes. I mean, maybe if he went to some elite offense, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of an elite offense that would trade for him, and I can't think of one really. So, so CMC goes to the Rams, and the Rams trade Acres to the 49ers. <laughs> there you go. Maybe there he could succeed. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, especially because that's a place where everyone can succeed. I'm – I I man, like – what would you, you're not you were never an acres guy you were and you were yeah. off like what are you getting like would you give a second for acres no matter what happens at this point no no i mean i yeah i i know some people would i just i it's not worth it to me i'd i'd rather get something better like i'd rather get an old guy that's going to score me more points this season for that second or something like that yeah for sure oh all right so <sighs> Real quick, uh, when I threw my question out on Twitter, I you know I always at the end of my tweet I always put something like silly, just a silly question. So I asked what everyone's favorite childhood toy was, and we have a YouTube user that said, "Love playing with my Hot Wheels, vroom vroom," and it just made me laugh that he said vroom vroom. <laughs> so I wanted to put that out there. Um, all right, let's move on from the news. We don't have a guest to ask if we should do listener questions or trades first. So, why don't you ask, should I answer? Okay. So, Justin, our B-team, Justin, pops in and says, I'm watching TV, so this is muted, but I just wanted to say I love you guys. First of all, we love you, too. Yes, you don't do. mute the TV for four seconds when you, you, know, you jump in to say hi. We could be saying such mean things about you right now. You would have no idea. We probably should have. That's Justin. He's such an ass. Ass. Oh. <laughs> Corey came in and said, listener questions, let's do listener questions. Oh, there you go. At OMG, it's Jay Brew. I have a team with Lamar Carr. That's Lamar Carr. Lamar Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, and 323 first. Nice humble brag. I like Carr as a solid number two QB, and I know Mariota isn't for long. Would you try to trade two of the later firsts to get a solid QB, or maybe one first with Carr to upgrade? And his favorite childhood toys, Sega Genesis or outdoor stuff? Yes. <laughs> Genesis. Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, to me, was yes. like the best generation of video games. Like, you had those two systems side by side. And the thing is, while there were plenty of games that went back and forth, everything was better on one system. Like, 
Sports games were better on Genesis. Most action slash RPG games were better on Super Nintendo. Like things had their place. Nowadays, everything is everywhere, and they're the exact same. Thing yeah, true. So, like back, like that was. I loved my Sega Genesis. Love Sega Genesis. I, I'm old enough. I, I'm old enough. I played Atari. So mine's in the closet. It doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Yep, I still got it. Um, so okay, so let's let's get to his actual question. Question: Trade two first to get a quarterback. Trade one first and car to upgrade. Do you have to do anything at this point? I mean, I wish he gave us what the actual league details were. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, hold on. Evan is here saying Nintendo 64 says hold my beer. I never said the SNES and Genesis were better than N64. N64 literally changed video gaming. That's that's not in question. I'm just saying the generation of those two systems beat the generation of the next systems because there was nothing N64 and Dreamcast? Sorry, no. The total of that does not live up to the total of SNES and Sega Genesis. And let's add TurboGrafx-16. <laughs> I loved that system and the four games that ever existed for it. It was Bonk's Adventure. I never even heard of that. You never? Oh, it was so bad, but great. <laughs> it was 16-bit. It was the next generation. I was going to say, is that like is that like Betamax or something? Like Pretty much the equivalent, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so like honestly, I'm cool for this season rolling with Lamar and Derek Carr. I would rather just ride with those two and keep my firsts more than anything else. Like, if you think you have a good team and you are N64 and PlayStation are not the same generation. Sorry. Um, Maybe, yeah, fine. Like, I would be absolutely good to add a first to Carr and just rolling with two quarterbacks on the case that Mariota gets sat eventually. But if they're beating the 49ers by two touchdowns, maybe they're not. Yeah, they're three and three. Who knows, right? Um, I would ride it. I would ride it out for as long as you possibly can. Hi, Ellie, you scared me. Say hi to everybody. We're live right now. <laughs> cool. Right. That's just, so, that, that seems like my kids, too. Yeah. Just a little smack in the face. <laughs> like, so what do you think? Like, if you're rolling out Lamar Jackson and Derek Carr and you have Mariota as your third QB, which I don't honestly don't even have a third QB on most of my competing teams. <laughs> like I'm cool with that, but I don't want to give up those first, even if it's one of the later ones, because like if you're a playoff team, imagine being a playoff team this year. And then the 23 draft comes and you have three firsts. Yeah. I, you know, what's funny is when I looked at this, I actually thought I might do car in the first, but it would depend on the quarterback you're getting and depend where the first is. Uh, but I'm looking at it. I'm not sure who I would want to give up like car in a first four that I would actually get. Like I was looking at the ADP and you know, am I give? I mean, maybe I give up car in a first for Trevor Lawrence, maybe, but it, I, I don't know that he's that huge of an upgrade. He's obviously a better upgrade long-term. Uh, but in terms of points this year and, and, and just like I said, looking at the DLF ADP, Guys below him are like Justin Fields. I'm not giving up Carr in a first for that. Tom Brady, I'm not giving up Carr in a first for that. Stafford, Cousins. Two, I don't think you should have to give up Carr in a first. So 
Well, I mean, I, I mean, I have, I know it's one quarterback, but we're just talking one position. So it doesn't really matter. But like above Derek Carr, you have Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tua, Dak, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, and then you hit Joe Burrow. Like then you hit like the top tier. Yeah. A car and a late first, you're not getting. I mean, you'll get Dak, but I don't think I want to do that. I, you That's what I'm saying. Like the guys you can get for car and a first, I'm like, not sure are worth giving have, up the first for. If you have the chutzpah, the the gumption to go and send Carr in an early first to try and go and see if you can pull Jalen Hurts or, like, honestly, yeah, I don't even think I, would do. I do it for Joe Burrow, just especially because of the age, if anything else, even if the points are similar, like, that's a move. It honestly might not be best for points this – well, Burrow might not be points for I, – I honestly – Well, even this Hurts year right really now, good. Burrow has way more points than, than Carr does. Oh, yeah, I know. Burrow is QB5 right now. Are you looking at full points or points per game? Because Carr had by this week. Uh, that's true. Points per game. It is Burrow. Burrow is still fifth in points per game. Carr is 11th. Mm, not terrible. But yeah, man, like if you can Carr in an early first for Hertz. Oh, I, I would do that all day. Yeah. Go get Hertz. Especially I mean, I, if I have two others. Hertz is first. going to give you so many points this season. And can we get past the. Yeah, he's going to give you so many points for so many seasons. He's he's looked. He hasn't. He, he started off hotter than he is right now in terms of real life play. Yeah. But he's still looking very good. He's still. And he's winning. He's playing winning football. He does. In terms of real life football, I'm talking about. He's not turning the ball over, which he never really has much to begin with. But even this year, it's even better. And. Yeah. And. He doesn't have huge numbers because they haven't thrown a lot of touchdowns yet, but a lot of that's because of him or because they're getting down to like the two yard line, Miles Sanders or, or Kenneth Gainwell's running it in. So it, it, he's running the offense well. There, there is no doubt in my mind that, that Jalen Hurts is the quarterback next year in, in Philadelphia and probably for many years because they're at the point where they can, they can extend them after this year. And I think that's going to happen. Yeah. This was car. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, Hertz has two games below 20 points, 19 and 18.45. Yeah. And at least between Carr, who is at 19.7 points per game. I mean, you have Burrow at five, who's at 24 points per game, points per game. So it's 4.7. And then Hertz is 2.3 on top of that. Like that two, three points isn't the biggest deal. But when you hit like that five, six, that starts to get a bit bigger. I mean, go go big or go home. Go get, you know, all of those first to go get Josh Allen to get your 33 points per game. Sure, right? Like, cool. But I think if you're moving car, you need to go for that top five player, that top six player. Yeah. Otherwise, it's super not worth it. And if you're talking about moving Mariota, I mean, Mariota right now, 18 points per game. Unless you're going, <laughs> go get Geno Smith with his 21 points. <laughs> unless, again, like there's no one, unless you're getting to those top five or six that are really difference makers at this point, because everyone else is within like three, four points per game. And that's not the biggest deal. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And I, I, my initial reaction was to add the first for Carr and, and get somebody, even though I'm not a big paying up for quarterback guy, just yeah. because you have two other ones, but two other first, not quarterbacks. But, uh, yeah, the, the guys you can add get by adding a first to car, I don't think are worth adding a first to car. Yeah. So 
But also, the very important thing, Carr has his bye week out of the way now. That's true. You have him the rest of the way. So that's another reason to stay with him. I don't know. Like, I I wouldn't make a move. I, I would ride it out and hold those three firsts for as long as humanly possible with hopes that you win the league and you still have three firsts. All right. Next question at Dynasty Beach Boy. Are you selling Lamar Jackson and Superflex or holding him? If you were to sell him, what are you looking for in return? And his favorite childhood toy was Darkwing Duck action figure. That show was so freaking good. <laughs> so good. Well, I mean, it was based on Batman. It was a duck version of Batman, so of course it was good. Are you upset that I like Darkwing Duck? Why are you hitting me like that? All right, so, I mean, let's let's look at Lamar Jackson right now, who is QB2 points per game, 27.5. I mean, he had two really, really, really good games in week two and three, and then has been rather mediocre ever ever since. Which kind of coincides with the loss of Rashad Bateman, by the way. Well, even though he's not great. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think it helps the offense having him out there, though. Yeah. Uh, so if you're selling Lamar, you still need top three quarterback payment for him. Like, that's that's the tough thing. If you see people that are thinking that oh well he's just mediocre now you're you're not going to get the amount you need so you're probably not selling him i it, i have him in one league i think and it is ta6 where i am spike contending even though i'm spike contending cuz j mike has my first i played j mike this week he almost put up three times the points i did like he he, he let me know every week about it <clears throat> So, yeah, I'm holding on to Lamar because we the ceiling is there. He had two straight weeks of 40-something points. Yes. There's no reason that can't happen again. So, I don't... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I was just going to say, I don't know why you would want to sell him. In, in, especially right now. I mean, coming off of uh, two or three mediocre games in a row. And I was just looking at it. His, his schedule the rest of the year is pretty favorable looking at it. And especially in the playoffs, he's got the Browns, uh, Falcons, and Steelers. So none of those have a particularly Browns have a decent defense. The other two don't. So, uh, so he, and he's going to, he's going to score, you know, this is his floor. Like looking at the trade addict scoring, he's got like 16 and a half, 17 and a half, 19.2 the last three weeks. That That's like his floor. And I do think, like I said, if Bateman comes back, that helps him. Uh, it, like I said, even if Bateman isn't putting up huge numbers, he's been, doing some field stretching, things like that. And they, they actually, I don't know if you saw, I don't, it wasn't in the news. I think I saw today or yesterday they signed Deshaun Jackson. I was just about <laughs> to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, is just, again, more probably a field stretching thing. Deshaun Jackson will probably catch like 10 passes all year. If that, if he stays on the roster the whole year, but, but it does, he hopefully attracts attention and, and helps, uh, you know, stretch the defense and all that. So uh, Lamar is going to be just fine, and yeah. I, I, I actually do, despite my what I do at quarterback, have a couple of Mars shares. I would have no interest in selling him unless it was a, a haul. All right, our next question at B Hillman forty two Parks and Rec or the Office? Like this is Parks and Rec to me, without even thinking, no question, smash accept, whatever kind of hyperbole you want to say right here. And I don't care if that's an unpopular answer, but it's the right answer. I, I thought it was closer, but it's definitely Parks and Rec for me too. It's funny they're both both shows that had like the uh, very mediocre to bad first seasons, and then then just took off. Uh, 
Evans but yeah. has Scrubs. That is that's not fair. Um, <laughs> Scrubs, honestly, like one of the best TV shows ever. But honestly, Parks and Rec is too. Um, if all of them were on streaming services at the same time, Scrubs would probably win. The problem is I've watched Scrubs like twelve times already, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I've only seen Parks and Rec four times, so let me keep watching that. There you go. Though I'm on yeah. like watch six of the Good Place right now. But yeah, so you, I, I love. Uh, you go, you go. They, you know, The Office <clears throat> was popular. The Office was doing well, so they made Parks and Rec, and they tried to make Parks and Rec like The Office, which is why the first season of Parks and Rec was bad. They literally <laughs> said, "You need to make this like The Office," yes. and they're like, "Wait, this is bad. Let's make this a good show." And like, I had to be honest. I've watched like the The Office was what like nine seasons, something ridiculous yeah. like that. I watched like the first seven. Like I watched a lot of it. That show went to shit the second Jim and Pam got together. And then Michael Scott didn't help either. Stupid. And then Michael Scott left, and they should have just scrapped it immediately. I've, like, I've burned the Robert California era out of my mind. Like blow up the Dunder <laughs> Mifflin building for some reason. Have some have uh, Pam wake up and it was all a dream. Do something. <laughs> just like that show should have ended. It, but like so easy parts and rec to me. Yeah, I, I love me some Aubrey Plaza. I love me some Chris Pratt. I, I just, I, and of course, I love me some uh, some Nick Offerman. So yes. uh, <laughs> Ron Swanson is maybe the best TV character of all time, in my opinion. One of the reasons I love Parks and Rec so much, also, is that the happy-go-lucky, uber-positive person is always just like nails on the chalkboard to me. I love Leslie Nope. Yes, she's awesome. Everyone's <laughs> awesome. Jerry is awesome. And like they pulled it off so well. And like Chris Traeger, like they I loved him because Literally. Like, he was positive, <laughs> but like not for positive reasons. Like like they I love that they made him a very dark positive person, which again <laughs> was another reason. It was just oh, that show was so good. We um, haven't even mentioned, you know, John Ralphio and Oh, you like <laughs> The world, <laughs> like uh, everything, and all of the Tammies, like it's just, yeah. Like to me, it, it it is like I get it. The Office, it's like Seinfeld. I get it. Seinfeld changed television. It was huge. It was everyone loved it. I didn't really like it. I respect it for what it did. Really? I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, man. I agree Parks and Rec is better, but I enjoyed The Office when it was in its prime. When it was, uh, you know, the for first five seasons. seasons though. Yeah. I, well, throw out season one, like I said, but the next, like, five seasons I thought were really good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I get it. The Office, it, it, like, it's not fair because Seinfeld was original. We We copied the English and it worked like i mean they should have just aired the the british the office and it probably would have been just as fine that's a that's a lie we have people that wouldn't watch something because people have accents but like yeah but parks and rec so much better okay and b mcneil 17 stretch armstrong was definitely worth an early to mid first okay like you play with stretch armstrong for 30 seconds then you're like how far can we get this? And then all of a sudden you have corn syrup all over the place. Like, yeah. sorry, man. That's like mid-early second. I'm with you. Like, they had to make that terrible cartoon and bad guys that all they did was stretch just like Stretch Armstrong did. Sorry, man. Sorry. 
All right. Wait, wait, Russ, what was your favorite toy? Man, I don't like I had way too many, so it's tough. Like, I mean, I'm probably going to have to go with, like, Ninja Turtles. And I know the easy answer would be Batman, but there weren't really that many Batman toys until I was older already, because the 89 movie was when they probably would have first really started making toys. And they didn't really make get heavy into toys until the 92 animated series. And... I mean, I'm old. I don't know what to tell you. Like, most of these people are like, 92? I was born in 95. Be quiet. <laughs> then this one born in 2015. And I'm getting it again. <laughs> this is what it's like, everybody. You want kids? <laughs> you try and podcast, and they slap you in the face with a puppet. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. <laughs> She's loving it. All right, so let's get to the Trade Addicts trades. If I survived this long. All right. So trade addicts leagues are 12 team super flex PPR tight end premium with 0.75 extra points per tight end reception. But I changed it up a little bit while getting slapped in the head and 0.05 points for return yardage for every league except TA one and TA one's on a streak, man. Like I think TA one might have the most trades this season, which is right. wonderful because TA one was on a drought for like, three years <laughs> but this first one is super interesting like i need to talk about this yeah because Najee harris for damian pierce <laughs> here's the thing we knew Najee harris was only volume based and while that offense wasn't good last year yes thank you peter howard <laughs> just tag my daughter on to keep hitting me i shouldn't have read that out loud because she wasn't paying attention and now she's gonna hit me more but, yeah, I I get it. Najee's not doing great. That offense isn't doing great. But let me keep going. Damian Pierce is doing great. Like, I remember after week one, we're just like, well, see all you suckers going and buying and being in, in favor of Damian <laughs> Pierce. And then he does well. And we're just like, whoops. But Damian Pierce's value will never really get high, high, because <laughs> – it's the same thing with like James Robinson, even though it's a little different because James Robinson was not drafted, but Damian Pierce was what fourth round, I think. Yeah, Later, I believe maybe? he was fourth. So there's always going to be well, they're rebuilding, so they're going to draft another running back. You know, they're going to draft another running back. They're going to draft another running back. And man, Robinson didn't even care when they drafted another running back. Just saying, right, right, Rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Correct. Like, so I get it. You want to score points. You want to win. So you trade for the guy scoring more points. But I, I feel like even if by the end of the season, they continue going in the direction they're going, which means Najee going down, Pierce going up, I still think Najee ends being worth more than Damian Pierce. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I To me, this is easily Najee Harris. Uh, and I know he's not doing great this year. Um, I was I was just looking at the scoring. He's he doesn't have a game over fourteen points yet, which obviously Damian Pierce does. But but like you said, I I don't I don't know that he's going to be the Texans running back of the future. I, I could definitely see them drafting someone over him as soon as next year. It's a very good running back class next year. That's part of the reason everyone's so excited for the twenty three first, and even uh, the twenty four is supposed to be good. Yes. I know that's you know insanely far away at this point, and so much can change by then, but. And the other thing is, we know Najee can handle the workload. Damian Pierce has never handled a major workload going back to college. So it is funny to see all the tweets. We're like, "What were they? What 
was going and what was in the water in Florida that they would yeah. not give this man more than 125 touches. Yeah, and it's all and I, the highlights of him doing spinoramas while getting out of a headlock. And it's just, yeah. That was, yeah. And I remember hearing during the draft process that the, a lot of people were saying that was the coaching staff and they would be, you know, they didn't know what the hell they were doing or something. <laughs> and so I, maybe he can handle it and they just never let him do it, but yeah. we don't know that yet. So, I mean, it could be two weeks from now. We're talking about Damian Harris, uh, Damian, Damian Harris, Damian, Damian Harris. Harris. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Damian, put the two together and I got a New England running back. Uh, but Damian Pierce, uh, we could be talking about, you know, his injury or something because he's not used to carrying, carrying the ball this many times. So uh, I, I like you said. I get that he's scoring more points this year. I don't think the difference is enough that I would I would just trade Najee for him straight up. If like Damian Pierce was scoring like you know seven eight points a game more than Najee Harris, okay, maybe fine. But it's like three or four points a game, I think. Yeah, right and now. it's week six. If we're talking yeah. like week, all right. Well, clearly this is a trade addicts league, so there's there's no deadline. But like if there was one. And we, we were getting close to that, or we're getting to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And there is a four-point difference. First of all, four points is not a lot. Like, I've many talked with many people on many different shows where it's just like, yeah, that sounds like a lot, but how often are games decided by exactly. four points? Yeah. And this is an average over however many games. There's no guarantee week to week they're going to score four more points than the other player every single game. So it, it it's a crapshoot to do position for position trades in general, one for one trades in general. So I get it. I get being afraid of Harris. I get that Pierce is scoring points and I get that. I guess you can move Pierce at any time you want, I guess. I don't know. Like I'm trying to justify this, but I I don't think I can comfortably. Yeah. Me neither. I, I, to me, it's value. It's easily Najee, and yeah. and the, the the production isn't enough for me to to do it straight up. I would want something on top of Damian Pierce, yeah. even with him scoring more points. Okay, sorry. All right, so the next trade we have also TA one the Village Bicycle Rockies twenty three first. Rockies twenty three first. one twelve. The the one twelve. Yes. <laughs> the one twelve for Jake. The 112 and a 24 second for J.K. Dobbins, Alan Lazard, and Taysom Hill. Now, this was me, so I'll let you go. Um, yeah, I would, I, I would think I would give up the 112 and the 24 second for for the other side, just because I, I know he wasn't, uh, he did nothing this past week, Dobbins. Uh, but I, I still like Dobbins. I still think. This year, it, we might not see great production. You know, a lot of times coming off, especially a major ACL issue like he had last year, where it was more than just the ACL. A lot of times that first year, you don't get great production. We saw it with Saquon last year. Yep. Uh, he, he he didn't look great, and then he, he re-injured, which often happens too when you're coming off an ACL, although that was more of a freak thing with him stepping on that guy. But, well, I mean, he had uh, the high ankle sprain first. And that's then true. Came yeah. Back, yeah. And then stepping on the dude's foot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Lazard has been a nice little piece. I mean, he he he's you know people had real high hopes for him, and I don't I don't think he's like wide receiver one or anything. But he's he's been getting some of the t- the you know the, the handful of touchdowns for scoring in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers doesn't you know Throw score fantasy anymore. points anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but but he's a nice excuse me wide receiver two ish type I think that you can throw in there. 
And uh, and again, with the 20, I mean, we all love 23 first, but I do think, and I, I'm not just trying to be full of myself, I do think this is going to be a pretty late 23 first. I believe I'm second in points in that league and like four and one or five, I guess five and one now. Uh, so it's looking like a very late first unless something goes crazy in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm again, and I'm like, like you, Russ, I love Dobbins. He's just, I, I think we may have to wait till 23 to see the, the full Dobbins experience because we didn't get it his rookie year. He missed all of last year. And then we're kind of getting recovering from an ACL Dobbins this year, but, but he's still going to have some good games too. I mean, he had a good game. Was it two weeks ago, right? It's, he his, had his, his second game touchdown. back. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. He ended yeah. up with like 24 points. Yeah. So he's going to have some games this year too, but I think you're going to see even better next year. And for for the, the 110 to 112 and a 24 second, plus a couple pieces that can help you contend maybe, you know, if you get lucky on a Taysom Hill two touchdown week or whatever, that, that that's not bad either. Yeah. So like I said before, this was me. I sent Dobbins, Lazard and Taysom Hill for the first and the second. I tried almost every single team to send Lazard and Taysom Hill in general to try and I think get to me too. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to almost everyone to try and get a second out of people. Um, didn't happen. Uh, tried to get a first for Dobbins. Didn't happen. So I'm like, let's see if I could just get a first and a second for all of them. <laughs> and it happened. I mean, like I'm insanely rebuilding. You know, I tore this team down after getting my first back and Dobbins Lazard and Hill were the last of it. So I wanted to make sure I got a first out of it. And I, I still, no matter how much we all love the 23 class, I'm trying to make sure I still get some 24 in there because I don't, it's, you, you need to push it out. Too, 24 yeah. class is also supposed to be good. And it's a whole eggs and basket thing. Like I know Zach Reed always says he gets his advantage by knowing draft classes being able to put all of his eggs in one draft class basket and then just crushing the draft. Well, I love Zach and I listen to every word Zach says. I'm still not him and not as good as he is. So I don't trust myself enough. So two of us are. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like to spread it out a little bit. Plus having 24 picks helps me trade after the 23 draft happens. So I like it. I wasn't thrilled value wise about it but I did it anyway because I'm me. <laughs> Next, speaking of doing trades because I'm me, in TA4, I did... What did I do? Deami Brown, a 23 third and fourth for Geno Smith. TA4 is another one of my rebuild teams. Oh, man. So I thought I was doing, like, really well. I am, like, the teams I mean to be doing well in, I'm doing well in. But someone asked me today how many how many leagues I can, like I was going to make the playoffs in. And I was like, oh yeah, man, like it's probably going to be like 12, 15 teams. It was like seven or eight. (laughs) And I mean, like I'm in like 24 dynasty leagues. So that doesn't feel great. Not going to lie. But the teams that are doing well are doing pretty well. But some of the teams that are doing bad are doing okay, which is kind of like being bad. But like, if you take, if you ask me how many teams are doing well, like I feel like I should be able to say my tanking teams that have zero wins are doing well. That's a good question. I'm going to write an article about that. What does it mean to do well in Dynasty? So I traded away Geno Smith for Deami Brown at 23 third and fourth. 
And honestly, Gino is doing really well. And I don't get it. And I don't think the Seahawks like it. But right now, Geno Smith is QB8 in points per game with 21.267, which is ridiculous in coming off of a 14.65 points per game. But we all know Geno isn't the long-term answer. We all know that Geno isn't great. So him riding that top 12 quarterback probably isn't for the season. So I was fine getting a third plus. And then... You know, De'Ami Brown, like, it's not like I'm expecting the two touchdowns. It's not like I'm expecting any touchdowns. I'm not expecting anything of De'Ami Brown anymore, even though I want it. I love me some De'Ami Brown. And I, the person who said this to me knew that. So that's honestly why I just took it. I was fine with the third plus. A fourth in De'Ami Brown is not much, but it's still something. And I, to see more for Geno Smith to me would have been strange. So I took it anyway. Plus, my team's terrible, so it was fine. We moved to TA6, where we have a much more realistic Damian Pierce trade. And it was the aforementioned J-Mike with the team to beat all teams traded his 24 first for Damian Pierce. Now, this is a baller move. You have a team who is unbeaten, who has the most points by around like 200-something, and sent his 24 first to put 20 point, like 20-ish points per game in his lineup. Cool. <laughs> yeah. This is just J Mike doing what he does. Yeah. Uh I, I, in terms of just the value, I I think I I think I'd still rather have a twenty four first, but I get it. And and he actually I thought this was interesting because he in that league uh traded me Javante Williams for a twenty four first. So he essentially traded Javante Williams for Damian Pierce. Yeah. Would you do that? I don't know, man. Like, I have no <laughs> idea what to do with Javante. And then, you know, I do the DLF trade show on YouTube with Addison Hayes, and we did the show with Javante, and he's like, any first. He traded Javante away for a 24, and he was completely fine with it. And I was just like, I'll trust you because I know you're smart, but, like, I don't feel good about it. I get it, though. Like, I, I, we talked about this when Javante got hurt, and I was – I admit I'm definitely higher than most on Javante, even post-injury when I said that then. But I, I it would take more than a first for me to trade him. 24 first, 23 first. I mean, it was a high 23 first, which no one's going to give. I would do that. But I, I need more than like a late first or a 24 first to trade Javante away. And I, I get that even next year, we just talked about it with Dobbins. He might not be great either because he's coming off it's a major ACL. Yeah, exactly. Longer, yeah. And even when he comes back, it's still, you know, that first year is rough sometimes. So I get it. But even, and I, again, I said this when we talked about the Javante injury a couple of weeks ago, even in 24, he's going to be like a 24, 25-year-old running back. He's still not going to be super he's old. Young, yeah. yeah. So, and, and again, I just think the talent is so great. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe coming off the ACL, we don't know. But, you know, guys recover from me. Even those major ACLs, I think – Guys oh, can yeah. still recover and be what they were. I mean, we're seeing it with Saquon this year. Um, now that he's a year removed from it, he, he's looking great and and one of the best running backs in the league. So I just think there's too much talent there. The only question is if he ever gets the workload, which who knows at this point because of the injury. But, but yeah, I I just love me some Javante. So I, I, I would not do that. By the way, I, I checked 
just because I was curious. 217 points J. Mike has over the second highest scoring team. Oh, yeah. He scores like 200 every week. 193, 195.3 is his average points. I'm game. shocked it's below 200. He probably put <laughs> over 200 on me if it makes you feel any better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a question in the chat. Uh, Corey Bogan asks, would you trade? Would you take Devontae? Mo- Devontae. Wow. <laughs> would you take David Montgomery a late 23 first and a 24 second for Saquon if you're rebuilding? No. Me neither. Oh, he says super flex, by the way. Don't care. No. Yeah. Um, I mean. Montgomery, David Montgomery, yeah. if you take David Montgomery and the 24 second and combine that value into something that isn't a mid-aged running back, we can start talking. But David Montgomery and a 24 second get you nowhere. Get with If we're talking with me, it gets you nowhere in a deal for Saquon, even if I'm rebuilding. Because Ooh. while I don't want Saquon's points on my team, if I could turn that into like a one-year rebuild, you still have Saquon freaking Barkley on your team. What if that's a 23 first and two 23 seconds and no player? Oh. <laughs> if it wasn't late, if you can tell me mid, the answer would probably be yes. Yeah. Like if it looked like one of those teams that's, he was going to try and flip Monty for a 24 first. Sorry, dude. I don't think that's happening. Yeah. I don't either. I mean, if you could do that, then I would probably trade Saquon in a rebuild for a 23, yeah. a 24, and a 24 second. If you but... can find that deal before you accept the other one, then yes. Which there's no nothing wrong in doing, by the way. Like start reaching out to other GMs and being like, hey, if I can get David Montgomery, would you give me your 24 first for him? Even if it looks like that 24 first is going to be late also, that's a long time for stuff to change. So, yes, if you can find a way that's going to happen, if you trust those people enough to follow through, which is also a big part of that, yeah, um, yeah then absolutely, then yes, I would I would trade Barkley away for two firsts in a second, even if the one of the firsts and seconds is technically 24. But not a first and two seconds unless it's a higher first. It would have to be a pretty early first for a first and two seconds. I think so. I think I agree with you. I think it would do it for a mid, like if I thought it was 105 to 107. Yeah, yeah. Is where, like, I mean, we're talking... <laughs> like Smith and Jigbo or Gibbs, because I feel like uh, Bijan and the two QBs are one, two, three. So give me, you know, wide receiver one or running back two. Uh, oh, and uh, hey, Kyle. Kyle says, Kyle Senra says, hi, everyone. Hey, Kyle. Rocky, would you trade Russ back his early first plus a late first for Kyler and Russ's early second? Ooh, that is 14 tough. team super flex. <laughs> By the way, yes, I, I I gathered this was an actual uh, <laughs> league that, that we're talking about. Uh, that that's tough just because of the the, the start Kyler's got off to this year. Well, this was two. First of all, this was two weeks ago, and I made <laughs> so I decided like you know what, my team's okay, but there's one or two really good teams. It's a 14 team league, and I had Stafford who was just pooping the bed. Oh, I'm God. just like, screw it, I'm blowing this up, and I had Kelsey on my team. So without really paying attention to what was going on, I traded away Kelsey and Stafford for Tua, who was hurt. And uh, first, I don't, uh, I don't remember what year it was or anything. So I kind of screwed myself out of any starting quarter, like a starting quarterback. And I'm like, oh, I don't have my first. So I'm like, hey, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, so that's, that's what we ended up doing. I don't remember what the real details was, but it was an, it was getting my first back to let me rebuild. I'm not getting the 101 and probably the 102. Like, so we're probably talking 103 at best. So, I mean, Kyler for 
the 103 and a late first, I feel like that's still Kyler because of what he can be. I think so too. Uh, I, I expected a lot more out of Kyler than what we're seeing this year. And he has performed better than this in the past. So oh, yeah. And I also gave him my second round pick on, on top of Kyler. So if my pick is the 103, he's getting the 203. I think it was, I, mean, I thought it was a good trade. I thought it leaned his side, but like not scary wise for me to like feel bad about it. But I got my first back and it made me happy. And I don't care that Kyler doesn't look great right now. You, you're happy to have Kyler on your team. Yeah, and that, that's kind of where I'm at. I think the value-wise, it's on his side with Kyler in the early second. Uh, but but I get, you know, you got to pay the get your first back tax anyway. So yep. I told him uh, I would too. Like <laughs> I'm like, look, I know I'm going to have to pay for it, and I'm willing to do it. But, yeah, and I, I probably wouldn't do it personally just because I don't generally pay for guys, you know, elite quote-unquote guys, especially if they're not currently performing so uh, at an elite level. But but I think value-wise, it works for him, yes. Yeah. All right, in TA9, I liked this trade. A 23 first, second, and third for Chris Olave. And the 23 first is middle of the pack. Yeah, I think it's a 3-3 three and three team. It could go either way. Chris Olave is really good. I get that Chris Olave was like the 107-ish in this year's draft, in the draft where we pretty much said that besides Brees Hall, I'll give me a 23 first. But Chris Olave has shown what he can do in an offense that will just feed him. And that's great. So I would be willing to give up a first, second, and third for Chris Olave, especially when it's not my first. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather it be a, a later first uh, than a mid first. I just wonder if you, like, if that's going to, if it truly does end up being mid, do you get maybe like, Jackson Smith and Jigba with that 23 first or or some other highly touted receiver coming out in in next year's class uh but you know you have a very good receiver in Olave like you've yes. seen it you have it and while there is a very good chance that Smith and Jigbo comes out and is worth more than Chris Olave it doesn't I can't believe I'm going to say this it doesn't really matter like <laughs> You have a very good young wide receiver on, I get that it's not Sean Payton anymore, but at least it's a team that has shown they can be stable. They can be good. And it's not like the commanders or the jets. It's not a team you want to stay away from. So I would be happy to get Chris Olave again, assuming we're talking like one Oh five, four or five or later. Like if I if that ends up being the 103, I probably cry a little bit, but I'll cry with my 16 to 24 points weekly if that I get from Chris Olave. Yeah, I I just like I said, I think I'd prefer it be late. Like I I'd prefer like I know that it's probably more like eight, nine, ten in that yeah. area. Oh, I would um, feel great if it ended up making the playoffs and like surviving the first round. Like I would literally start dancing if that were the case. Because he's been solid, but I don't, I don't know that he's ever more than a, a high end two Alave. He's been he's been good, but I don't I don't, I don't know that he's ever going to be. A yeah, but he's thing. that offense is going to change. Like, oh, I definitely. I mean, clearly Dalton's not the answer, but like honestly, is Jameis the answer? I I really don't think that's a long term answer. No, I do, I'd agree with that. I. I I, I do think though Jameis might be the the answer next year because I'm not sure. I mean, they're not playing that well, so maybe they're in range to get a decent quarterback anywhere uh, in the first 
in this draft might be your range to get a quarterback. Yeah. Like, and, and I know that like, once you go past like the first half yeah. of the round, like the percentage of success of your quarterback drops, but like, let's not pretend there haven't been good quarterbacks drafted after pick 17. Yeah, it, but it, it's not as often as you think. I know exactly. But like, it's yeah, eh, I'm fine with it. Um, so you remember how I said I would dance if it was like a playoff first? Mm-hmm. You ready to dance now anyway? <laughs> sleeper, trade of the week. Sleeper, trade of the week. We're going to talk about a straight addict trade, and it's sponsored by the Sleeper app. It's a lot harder to dance with a seven-year-old sleeping on you. <laughs> All right, so the Sleeper trade of the week in Trade Addicts 10. Because we talked so much about the Cardinals in the beginning. This is a trade for Rondell Moore. It is Rondell Moore for Ian Book, David Bell, a 23 fourth and 24 third. So this was me. And I'm, I really just went like, I want to get Rondell Moore. Crap. I don't really have anything like good <laughs> to get. <laughs> so I'm like, let me click a lot of buttons and see how that goes. <laughs> like, so I put Bell in there because you know how we feel about Bell. And so hopefully like we said it enough that when people see us willing to give up Bell, that shows like it means something. (laughs) I don't care what he's done this year. You know, we'll see what he does, uh, you know. When Watson comes in. Yeah. Um, So I I figured a 23-fourth was my best pick this year. A 24-third was my best pick next year. And a QB prospect. And it worked. I was I was thrilled. Pr- prospect is being used very loosely there. Hey, he's on your team. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, but yeah, and I actually uh, this was with uh, Derek, who's in TA ten, who I who I actually talked to a lot. Um, yeah, you know, I've kind of become friendly with him, friendly with him, and he had he had mentioned it to me. I think uh, when you offered it, actually, and uh, yeah, he he's majorly rebuilding. He's got a ton of twenty three and twenty four firsts. Uh, not that Rondale, you know, is, isn't a young guy that he could go forward with, but I, I, his thinking was that, you know, Rondale's never going to be a special guy. He's not so, a build around, build your team exactly, around. Exactly. And he doesn't really need the points this year. And he doesn't have a lot of Bell shares. So it made a lot of sense for him. He, he said he mentioned Bell as a guy he'd like to get another share or two of because um, he doesn't really have Bell. Uh, and I think he likes him also. So, uh I, I think it made sense from both sides. I'd, I'd probably prefer the Rondale side, especially if I'm trying to score now. Yeah. Um, just because Bell's value, even though we both like him still, is is super low right now. And, and the rest of the pieces you gave him are junk. So, <laughs> um, uh, so I think the value is on the Rondale side. I think he maybe could have squeezed a little more out for Rondale if he shopped him around. But but I think it's fine either. For he did for about like three minutes. He put out in the group chat, he's like, I have an offer for Randall that I'm willing to accept. And I was like, really? And, and <laughs> someone else sent him an offer? He's like, you know, anyone else send me an offer? And I guess no one else did. So he, so he, he took it. Um, I was about to say I quartered for a dollar on this, but I think they might have pennied for a nickel on this one. Yeah, I think that's more <laughs> accurate. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our sleeper trade of the week brought to you by the Sleeper Fantasy app. The fastest growing fantasy football platform in the world. Join a new dynasty league or migrate yours to their platform and enjoy how easy they make it to manage all your leagues in one place. 
Join millions of players today on Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform. Download the app today to get started. Um, we have another question in the chat, Roman Runyon. Uh, speaking of Jets, we want Wilson now over more. I mean, yes. I, I don't... Yeah. Elijah Moore had as many targets this week as me and you did, Russ. You had to put it like that? <laughs> targets, not catches. Targets. No, I know. That still <laughs> hurts. I, yeah, like the Jets are going to be weird because they have the Jets and they have Zach Wilson <laughs> as their quarterback. But the thing... I think Zach Wilson fits better with Garrett Wilson player wise, like abilities wise. We saw how much of a beast Garrett Wilson can be. And that's on top of the fact that he's a great route runner and a smart wide receiver. Well, Elijah Moore is very, very good. He's not that big bodied high point guy, contested catch guy. Like that's why he did well with Mike White and why he did well with Joe Flacco. Like, Unfortunately, it seems like that's going to be the case. If they build their offense up and if Zach Wilson improves, Elijah Moore might be good in the NFL, but it's not looking great for him. So, yeah, the answer, I mean, the answer is Wilson over Moore, even though, yeah. I mean, I wasn't completely there. Like, I thought pretty much Wilson over Moore ever since the draft, but part of me was holding it like, I really like Moore and he did well. There's a chance. That, like that's that, 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 like that's how high my voice got. There's a chance <laughs> it can happen. That, like, that's yeah, where, no, it where was I was at too with more. I, 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 I more looks so good last year. I just they could just get rid of Zach Wilson, man. They could both be good, uh, <laughs> and because Wilson has not been good since Zach Wilson came back either. They've been more low volume in those games too. Brees Hall's been pretty good though. Yes, exactly. Because they've been running the ball more eh, because. They know Zach, Zach Wilson. <laughs> yes. So I just I just worry so much that especially they're freaking four and two now. If they keep winning, like how long is Zach Wilson gonna be there? Oh, he's I mean, he's there for that first contract and he's starting for that first contract. And maybe he'd be so bad that he wouldn't make it for the whole first contract. Oh, you're such but a bad he, person. <laughs> but if he is, I just it's so hard to see either. I, I, I think I prefer Wilson over Moore as well, slightly, as as Peter says in the chat, and you know, maybe trade yeah. Wilson for Moore plus something. Because I do think both can be good with a good quarterback, but it's not gonna happen with there there's no way they're both gonna be good with Zach Wilson. So you gotta pick one and I, I would I would lay my chips on on Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I think that's the thing, like you're to put your chips on more. You're hoping that Wilson improves and they get, I hate this phrase, give him the keys to the offense. Like, <laughs> like they, you know, they open up the offense to like more than one read and more they than that cook. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, that's the end of our show sheet and the end of the questions in the chat. So that's going to be the end of our show. Plus this one's starting to snore. So um, I I have to say things now. I'm used to having the guests say, you know, stuff about them. <laughs> but no, it's just it's just us. Yep. Um, Patreon.com slash Trade Addicts Pod. If you enjoyed watching us, taking part in the chat and all of that stuff, join our Patreon. You could do that every single week. And you also can get access to the Cool Kids Club, our awesome chat on GroupMe which is super fun with a lot of super awesome people and ffpodshirts.storenv.com where you can 
get awesome. Uh, it's really hard for me to show you that I'm wearing an SFB hoodie right now, but I am, I swear. Um, you can get all your SFB 12 stuff and all of your DAP network stuff and all of the shows that didn't want to make their own stuff. I threw on there. Every single penalty goes to fantasy cares. So you get some awesome stuff. Kids get some awesome stuff for the holidays. Everybody wins. And oh, by the way, the backgrounds we had to use today, because the only trade addicts background we have is set for three people and we did not have three people. Uh, the trade addicts trade review, part of our patronage. Yeah. Okay. That works. Part of, part of being one of our patrons, uh, we will do trade reviews for your leagues. If you email them over to us, we will do this, you know, what we do for the trade addicts leagues. And like, we'll, I'm willing to be as mean as you want me to, if you want me to make fun of your league mates, I will do it. I will say bad words. I'll do it. Um, I'll yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> On that note, I think good night. Are we done? Is there I, stuff? I this think is we're weird. Done. We're for an hour. It's an actual hour and ten minutes, and I don't know what to do with myself. I know it's it's way too short for you, Russ. I know. I know. But but we'll yeah. live. We're just gonna sit here in silence for another twenty five. Twenty. <laughs> night, everybody. Good night. Thank, Thank you for listening to the Great Attic Podcast. A member of the DLS family of podcasts. And a proud member in the Dynasty Attic Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FS Attic. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time. On the trade attic podcast. Poopy pants. That is the best. <laughs>